Internet Talk Radio. Planet Earth. This is TalkZone.com. Now, InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. You may think most actors don't rate on the genius scale, but one has made headlines for her smarts in math. Now she wants young girls everywhere to do better in mathematics. With more, here's InfoTrack's Taryn McCall. Taryn? Thanks, Chris. Child stars usually appear in the headlines only after getting into trouble. This former child star is making news by teaching. Danica McKellar played Winnie on The Wonder Years, and after a stellar career at UCLA, she emerged with a degree in mathematics and a mission to teach the love of math to girls. Her new book is called Math Doesn't Suck, and she joins us today on InfoTrack. Welcome, Danica. Thank you. Did you have problems with math as a child? I did. I struggled a lot in middle school in mathematics. It just didn't make sense anymore. Like, the math got harder, and I remember feeling stumped all the time. So how did you get over it? Well, I was lucky enough to go to an all-girls school, which definitely gave me a leg up. And also, I had a wonderful teacher come in midway through the year who was funny and easygoing, and she just made it fun, and she just made it not so scary. And that's exactly the kind of inspiration that I use to write Math Doesn't Suck because I wanted to not seem so scary anymore to kids. It doesn't need to be, especially to girls. I want to say, you can totally do it, and here's how, by the way. Do you feel there's a basis, in fact, for girls not doing well in math, or is it social pressure? I believe it's totally social. I mean, look, what was it, 1920 when we got the vote? There's been a lot of progress for women, but there's still a lot of stereotypes that are, that are commonly held. And when girls are growing up and they hear all around them that they're not expected to do as well in math, that ends up translating into their performance. Studies show that in middle school, girls' confidence and their abilities in math drop way before their grades do. So they're doing just fine in math, but they say they're not good at it. And I keep meeting girls at my book signings and in other situations where parents say, I heard you talking about that. And this, my daughter's that girl. She's 12. She says she's not good at math, but she's getting A's. She's like, yeah. And she'll say, yeah, I'm not very good at it. <laughs> well, what's going on? They believe they're not good at it. And why? Because of all the messages around. So I totally believe that it's social. So how did you structure Math Doesn't Suck to make it easier for girls to grasp those mathematical concepts? The way I made it easy is just by teaching it in a fun, lighthearted, conversational way so that there's no phobia attached to the way they're learning math. But also, I put it in the context of activities that girls are thinking about. A lot of math textbooks center around activities that boys like, sports, baseball averages, things like that. And I wasn't interested in that kind of stuff when I was little, so that wasn't a good way to teach me percents. But what about if you were shopping and you saw this one dress that was really cute, but then there's this other dress that you like more, but it's more expensive. But wait, it's 30% off. You know, which one's the better deal? Suddenly, percents have a relevance in your life. And, you know, I teach finding the greatest common factor through talking about the boy that you used to have a crush on compared to the new guy and the factors that you like about both of them and what are their common factors. Well, what do you think teachers can do now to help girls maintain an interest in math? And I know you said you were in a single-sex environment, and I was going to ask about, you know, obviously you feel that had a part in allowing your interest to develop and blossom. But what about larger co-ed classes where the girls might feel a little intimidated by the boys? 
Well, I would suggest that when they do word problems, to try to keep it equal. Word problems that are based around activities that boys like versus the ones that girls like. Try to be as conscious as you can of the biases that you have in your own mind. One thing that I like to say is if you found out that the next generation of middle school girls weren't going to understand any math, you would think, what a shame, this is terrible, we have to do something about this. But if somebody told you that the next generation of middle school boys weren't going to understand any math, you'd probably feel panic on a different level, thinking to yourself, well, what's going to happen to this country? Right, well, these are the thinking, future engineers and doctors. Right, why aren't you thinking what's going to happen to this country if I told you that the girls weren't going to understand math? So most of us have a bias against girls needing to know math. And when teachers think that the girls don't need to understand the math as much, they're not going to teach them as much. So I just ask that teachers look at themselves honestly because, believe me, I've looked at that in myself, and I can't imagine somebody who's more pro-girls in math than me, and yet is there a sense that it's still a bonus if girls learn math? And I think we just need to get rid of that. It's got to be, no, boys and girls both need to learn math for the future of this country. It really does depend on them knowing math, and it's across the board, boys and girls. Something that I want to recommend to teachers when inspiring girls and boys in math, have an answer, a ready answer to the question, when will I ever use this in my real life? Have an answer to that question because I can't tell you how many kids have said they asked their teachers and the teacher didn't have any good answer for them. And there are tons of answers in Math Doesn't Suck. I put an example for every single topic that I teach. I gave an example in the real world how it comes up. So please have an answer, because when kids ask that, and they're at that age, too, where they're thinking that they know more than the adults, but yeah, but when am I ever going to use this? And then when the teacher doesn't have an answer, they figure there is no answer. They're like, yep, I don't need it. That is the universal student whine, when am I going (laughs) to use that? But think about this, any students out there balancing a checkbook, cooking, shopping, I mean, you really do use it every day. You might not think of it as math, but that's exactly what it is. Right. Math is a foreign language. You just need the right translator. Danica McCuller, actress and author. And aside from being a math genius, you're famous in the science world for a physics theorem you co-authored. Tell us about that. Well, it really was more, it's mathematical physics, so it was really math. I can't say that I'm as good at physics as I am in math, but I love math, and this problem was in mathematical physics, and it was a theorem that I co-authored in my junior year at UCLA, myself, another student, and we were working with a professor, and we proved a new theorem in the area of statistical mechanics, and got published, and so I'm a professional mathematician as well. You are so multidimensional. It's really an honor to talk to you today because you're inspirational on so many levels. And do you have a website? Yes, mathdoesn'tsuck.com. I love the subtitle of your book, too. How to Survive Middle School Math Without Losing Your Mind or Breaking a Nail. Quite a feat. (laughs) (laughs) Danica McCuller, thanks for being with us today on InfoTrack. Thank you. I'm Taryn McCall for InfoTrack. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.